Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening. My name is Fairborz Paksuresh, Director of the Department of Human Services. And I'm Lisa Wendt, the Deputy Director at DHS. For those of you who have been tuning into these uh, podcasts, you know that we've been providing a 10-minute segment in the Wednesday edition of our COVID-19 special update for all of you to hear straight from us how DHS is responding to this pandemic. And today we want to share a few stories from your colleagues about how they're adjusting to this new way of doing and being in this new world during this COVID health crisis. Both uh, DHS and the state um, are operating very differently from how we were just about 30 days ago. It's amazing that just within a month period, we've seen such rapid changes that have happened since Oregon announced its first positive case of COVID-19. That was February 28th. And here we are just over a month later and our world and work looks completely different. Some of our services with population at highest risk for the coronavirus had to scale way back to stop because they could not safely apply physical distancing measures. A large percentage of our workforce quickly shifted to telework, requiring a rapid deployment of remote network access and associated equipment. Most of our offices are open across all program areas, but the way they are staffed and the, the way that they're operating is dramatically different. As a department, we've had to quickly do things we've never done before. We continue learning and adjusting just like you and appreciate your patience and flexibility as we learn together. We've been asking you to send in your stories about what your work looks like today and how you and your families are managing through this pandemic. Today, we thought we'd share stories from staff who are teleworking, many for the first time in their careers. And I'm just going to hand this off to Liesl to share with you our first story. Thank you, Fairboers, and thanks to those who sent stories in. I think it's really encouraging to share these with your colleagues. The first story that we wanted to share is about a child welfare permanency worker in Klamath and Lake Counties. And she said she felt compelled to write the message in to her manager, letting her know she was working hard while having her children at home. And she was kind of recapping her recent telework day, where she spent the day trying to update family plans for her cases, while also trying to convince a four-year-old to take a nap. She decided to go outside to work on entering case notes, and it was still warm when she went outside, but then it started to snow. So she sat under a patio umbrella so her Surface Pro didn't get snowed on. She stayed working outside because her kids were occupied running around and it gave her time to get the job done, which I think is a great story that exemplifies the flexibility and the dynamic conditions that all of you are working under right now. You know, the other thing from this story that stands out is that there really is not a prescriptive way of doing this work. We all know what the work is and if we need to shift our schedules, if we need to work a few hours here, a few hours there to get it done. You know, unless we're doing the type of work that doesn't lend itself to that, such as working in the hotline where you have specific hours where people are calling you. Otherwise, there could be a lot of flexibility and we can figure it out together. Another story that we wanted to share with you is from a child welfare worker in Salem who said she's discovering opportunities for continuous improvement while teleworking, especially around using less paper. She also says she found her team has grown more supportive of each other and is going the extra mile to help each other. 
especially those trying to work with children at home. She's finding her pets are great company as she works through her day, and the goats have recognized that something's changed, that she's not going to work. So they're all congregating at the top of the hill and watching and wondering what she's doing at home. I think it's a great story, and I've been on a couple uh, Skype calls where dogs are barking in the background or little children are making noises or even popping in to say hello. And I just think it's a great opportunity to also remember the humanitarianness in all of us and supporting each other in, in the work. Also, we, we want to reiterate that, as Fairboard said, we are all learning and, and growing in this experience. And we don't want you to be shy about reaching out for support that you might need or an idea that you have. Um, you know, let us know at the director's office email address. We read those. Um, and we want to be responsive to you in these very changing times. All right. The next story that we wanted to share is about a self-sufficiency worker in Corvallis who said she's worked to find ways to manage the stress that the pandemic has brought and to concentrate on being grateful. She said she manages anxiety around COVID-19 by getting information from credible sources, such as the Oregon Health Authority, the CDC, the World Health Organization, and Governor Brown's website. She limits the amount of time she spends each day looking at information about COVID-19 in order to maintain a balance between enough information to be safe and informed, but not so much that it causes her anxiety. She also likes to fact check information that friends or family pass on. She said she feels privileged that she's able to telecommute and finds that the structure of getting ready for her workday at home, just like she did for her workday at her worksite, helps a great deal. She likes to take a short walk when the workday is over to give that physical and mental break between her personal and work life. I think what this story emphasizes is the importance of getting good information from reliable sources, because there is so much out there that we need to be really careful that we are connecting with the accurate sources so that we don't really get off track. I think the other part of the story, it's a good reminder for all of us to take care of ourselves and to check on others. I know their handful of staff have reached out to us and to other colleagues just to say, how are you doing? You want to go for a walk around the building or a walk outside. So thank you for doing that for yourself and for your colleagues. And we also wanted to remind everyone that we have resources for self-care and links to the Employee Assistance Program on the COVID-19 page on the OWL. Um, again, thanks everyone for your patience and for your flexibility. We'd like to hear from you and any stories that you have to share with us. If you have photos, you can send those to dhs.directorsoffice at state.or.us. Again, the best ideas come from you who are doing the work, who are on the front lines, connecting with the people who need our services. I also want to emphasize the importance of gratitude. Liesl briefly um, talked about that. Uh, we can be grateful for the jobs that we have, for the families that we have, for being safe, for being healthy. And at the same time, we can express gratitude for all of those healthcare workers that on a daily basis are putting their life on the line and serving those people who most need the help uh, during this crisis. The last thing that I wanted to share with you is most of us come to this agency because we want to help people. And these are times when some people, especially the most vulnerable, need the most help from us. That's why we do this work and we'll do it together. We're getting emails on a daily basis from many of you who are expressing that sense of gratitude. 
who are thanking your colleagues and the agency for what we are collectively trying to do to manage through this crisis. We are also getting some snarky emails, which is okay. At this time, we want to allow everyone to express their frustrations, their gratitude, their thanks, because we need to know all that so that we can actually take the right steps to address your needs. I apologize if you're not quick enough, if you're not answering all of your questions, but at the same time, please know that we're trying the best that we can. Your district managers, your program directors, your supervisors, and your coworkers, we're all in this together and we'll work through this together. We'll get it done. Thank you, and we'll talk again.